Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. And his his mouth turn is just going to look like a big brown mouse. <laughs> like a chocolate. <laughs> in, the shape, in the shape of a, of a mouse. Like an Easter hey, bunny. Chocolate mouse. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's episode 120 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is a continuation of our Everyman uh, series. And I think Rick just got a call because it went on hold and messed me up. Michelle Lane is on the show. She is uh, a former dancer, and she's she's a trainer at uh, JNS Strength and Conditioning. JS Strength and Conditioning, excuse me, up in Chico with uh, John and Sarah Fergoso. She's a good friend of mine. Then it's another edition, a moderately funny edition of Humans Being Human with Christina. She's back already. And we talk about embarrassing things kids say and just why kids suck in general. And we wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? I am thoroughly whipped by the process oh, of you and Anna? and moving. Sir? Oh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I... Although it's almost our what, uh, 11th anniversary that's coming up uh, this coming weekend. I was there. Uh, my anniversary is on April 1st, so hey. I don't uh. think and I don't think of that as uh, the anniversary of your wedding. I think of that as the anniversary of the time you asked my wife the most horrible question anyone has ever asked her. I don't remember this. <laughs> not, we're not going to say what it was. But it was we'll at just, my wedding. Like the it, was, day, it was the night before your the night before wedding. wedding. <laughs> Please say it. I don't remember what it is. I No, I can't. I'll have to bleep it. <laughs> and you didn't even know her that well. And you had—I will give you a hint. You—you—you you, you were wearing. You had a. You had grown out your mustache. Yes, during the week before the couple weeks before the wedding. Yeah, and that was let's see your bachelor party. Your wedding was at Dauphin Island. Yes, in Alabama, in the in the, in the Gulf. And so we went to the girls. Like stayed on the island for the bachelorette party. Well, the guys drove into Biloxi. And, it's only like a couple hours away, maybe and, an hour and a half. Yeah, and went to a, a casino. Well, remember, like, the hurricane oh. something blew in. Yeah, literally, there was a 11 inches of rain in the overnight hours. There was also so, 11 inches of something else the next night. Mm. I don't think there was. <laughs> we were very tired. <laughs> so we wake up the next morning at the casino, and we're just, you know, a bachelor party-like haze, and... My phone. I think I woke up in a bathtub all morning, <laughs> and it's everyone on the island. Like, uh, guys, uh, we, we almost died. Here. Yeah, so, well, I remember Jen was super scared because they were in one of those like, I don't know, the houses that are up on the stilts. They have she, to be on stilts because they're on yeah, the beach. Yeah. And she thought like this house is is gonna collapse. Like it, it was that bad. Yeah. And we're and meanwhile we're like in a, inside of a super casino. hammered inside a casino, <laughs> just winning money left and right. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, I think what I asked your wife was something related to the mustache that I had. It was. And asked if she would like uh, yes, to, a, a ride. Mm, yes. And so another, 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 
<laughs> another, <laughs> another funny thing about that weekend is that we were playing uh, black uh, black blackjack. Yeah. Yes, because I don't know. I've never gambled. I've yeah. Gone neither had I. Or played the played the slots because anyone can do that. Yeah. But I've never like gambled gambled until this, and I've never gambled since then. Yeah. Except you know slot machines here and there, but. Uh, well, I, and think, I sat down at the same table and I did not move. Yeah, for five well, and hours. We, and we and had I just magically beers are appearing in my yeah. hand every five. Like, minutes. why would I ever leave this place? And I, so, yeah. but the thing was, it, I guess in Biloxi they were they were giving us like, okay, these guys, it's our bachelor, it's a bachelor party. Yeah, okay, they were kind of coaching us through it, and I ended up winning like a hundred bucks. I went, up, I ended up winning like three or four hundred. Well, the next morning, you were off to your honeymoon. Jen and I drove back and stayed the night in New Orleans. And then flew home the next day. Well, that next morning, we walk in Harrah's, and I'm thinking, man, I got this. I won all this money. <laughs> I lost I lost every dollar that I won the night before in like 10 minutes. It was gone. And Jen was yeah. like, what? why did you do that, you idiot? Well, back in those days, 11 years ago, $100 to you or I yeah. was like, holy a lot of smokes. Money. That's yeah. a lot of money. It's yeah. still a lot of money now. but. Uh, when we used to live in Northern Ohio, we would go to the casinos in Windsor in Canada, just right across the, the river there. And, uh, we, my Anna and I are so cheap. We would each change a 20 into like, you know, I don't know what a Canadian quarter is or whatever in a one cup. And we would have one cup full of the money we came in with and one cup full of the money that came out of the machine. And we would never intermingle the two because we didn't want to lose it. And we walked out a dollar or two up every single time. But literally, we were in the casino each time for like 20 minutes. Like, yeah. oh, and that, there's the $20. Okay, let's go grab some uh, Let's go grab some food here. I do remember like one of your friends. I don't remember which. Like, like you know, like worlds collide at Yes, weddings. worlds are colliding big time. At and the, so uh, there was like we all – I mean I remember being up late. And we woke up the next morning and one of your friends was like just now coming – up to the room. It was like eight in the morning. <laughs> that had to have been Brian Travers. I, yeah, uh, Travers was the name yes. that had come to mind. Yeah. Yes, that sounds very much like. Yeah. It. Okay, moving talk. <laughs> yes, we, moving. Yeah, we went to for so anniversary you, wedding talk to moving talk. You are yeah. packing up. Yes. Uh, and so you found you f- you're finding interesting things. Uh, a, a large <laughs> mason is, yes. jar of grease. Uh, well, see, for I started. You know, when I started eating this way couple of years ago or whatever, I was like, I'm generating a lot of grease from this bacon. I need receptacles to put it in. So I'm saving these glass jars, much like how in college you would save, Mark would save glass jars to urinate in. Uh, I would save these empty glass jars to pour bacon grease in. And <laughs> I end up having like 20 empty jars. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop collecting these jars. Well, I'm emptying out one of the cabinets and I find a jar full of like what appears to be I don't know how old it is. Hardened it's been urine. behind stuff that I haven't seen in a, like a couple of years, so it's at least a couple of years old. Old, and it's, ugh, it's it was just horrible. Yeah, that's the one thing about about moving is that you don't realize how much stuff you just sort of keep pushing to the back of the yeah. closet or the cabinet or whatever it is. The junk drawer is the oh. one for us. Like how many? I don't know which one of these batteries are good and which ones right. are old, but I've got nine hundred AAA <gasps> batteries. Oh, in there. Rick! Speaking of stuff that just gets pushed in the back of drawers and your wedding, <laughs> the, I s- that is what she said. <laughs> oh my god! I still, I still have the undeveloped film from your wedding. Oh no! Yes, and I, I don't, I've never, I've never had the like, 
the guts to go get it developed because I there were some pretty horrible things on it. But how I would think I? You should do that. How now. would I it was develop an anniversary present to me? How would I? De- you just take it to Walmart or something? Like who develops I film think anymore? Walmart still does film developing. They still have like a film counter. Jen is just walked through the room. She does not want me to develop the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, I remember. Oh, I, I but see, at of... least when you're like older and moving, like when you're 20 and moving apartments, you don't have apartment, anything. You call all your friends like, Hey yeah. guys, come over and be your pizza. Give me your pickup trucks. At least now for all my friends, they know that I'm not going to call. Cause I'm, you know, mid late thirties. We have some money a little bit. Uh, you know, we're not going to uh, do a self move with like an army of pickup trucks right. and paying a moving company to come yeah. out and move the stuff. I'm packing it, but okay, man, I, I I talked to Jason. I talked to Jason about this. On I'm still like co-hosting while Sarah's in uh, Saigon. Yes. um, Saigon. Yes. Uh, Oh, I was trying to be funny and make up a funny. No, she's not in Saigon, Mark. She's in Thailand, or I'm sorry, she's in Vietnam. uh, Anyway, and uh, we were talking about how like bush league it is. Can you hear my dog through the? Listen. Yes. Listen. Oh, he stopped. I was going to give you a little insight. Anytime any of our kids start crying, our one of our beagles makes that horrific death noise. It, it's horrible. Anyway, um, yeah. So we talked about how, like you said, when you're in college and you don't and you have like two truckloads worth of stuff, and and like your biggest piece of furniture is like your guitar case, you know, like a mattress, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's that, that's that's okay. Like yeah, beer and pizza, and we'll we'll take a few hours and move this stuff. But when you're old. And you don't just have like a couple of truckloads. Like, don't ask your friends. Don't do them that discourtesy. Like, hire um, hire people to do it. Don't yeah. like. And I still have some friends that will like, you know, like you know, you know Blake, Blake Lewis, been on the show, the the yeah. uh, party bus story guy. Uh, he's he and he always gets roped into, and he's very big and very strong. So people always want them him to come help, and he's always getting roped into having to come help people. And we're like, you know, like you said, like we're mid thirties. Like he shouldn't. Just hire someone. Just pay yeah, someone to do time, it. Time to grow up. And that's part of like the we're figuring out if we had enough money to move. That was the next – like, hey, okay, how much is it going to cost to do this? Let's make sure we're budgeting for that so right. that we don't uh, come up short or what have you. So, But, man, it is a huge whip. Although I'll say this. We, stay, we packed a ton of stuff in the garage last fall when we first staged the house to move. And so it's not as terrible having yeah. to pack. Uh, I would say I'm probably maybe halfway through packing, yeah. and at least all of our clothes are in drawers. They can, you know, wrap those up. Uh, so we don't hanging clothes, hanging clothes is probably the worst thing. Well, because that's the that's the great part. We're only moving, you know, maybe six or seven miles away, so, so I can you can take, just do it. Yeah, I'm gonna take all, a bunch of those things the day that we close, so I can, you know, all right. Well, we're just gonna start throwing yeah. some stuff in here. So that's one less thing that the the. Uh, uh, the movers have to do. Have I told you how I came about the moving company, by the way? Did I tell you about this? No. So Are they uh, a topless moving company? <laughs> yes, Mark, the topless moving company. They're going to come and they're they're going to make them go all clockwise. They're like these great. these big like Eastern European women, like these super strong women. You're like, hmm. gross. Put your I shirt on. Sound. Damn, they're beautiful in their own way, Mark. <laughs> body shaming over here. No, we, I'm going to call like five or six moving companies to get some quotes. Well, I called the people that helped us move into the house. I found their business card. I was like, oh, I'll call him. It's like a bunch of basically like off-duty firefighters. So I call the number and I speak to the guy and we go through how big's the house, where's the move, how much do you do this, yada, yada. So he's like, well, I was like, well, we're going to need it for about three weeks from now. So I guess I'll reserve a spot. And if we cancel, I'll cancel ahead of time. So I said, yeah. All right, let me get your name. So I tell him, you know, Rick Bentley's like, is this the Rick Bentley that went to Abilene Christian? What? And I literally said, 
hmm, who in the uh, F is this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or it's always, uh, I get that a lot. Like, oh, I remember you from college. You're like, well, okay, this conversation's over. I never get that ever. Yeah. Because my, I'm not operating in that sphere anymore whatsoever. So I literally say to a stranger, who in the F is this? And he's like, it's Justin, a guy that I went to college with that I was in club with. What? And it's a Dallas firefighter. And I was like, oh, holy crap. So we talked for five or 10 minutes. He's like, that's really weird. It's like, usually I go to the Dallas office, but this time, you know, today they needed me here in the fourth office. And I literally huh. just sat down. You're the first phone that rang. That's so crazy. Yeah. He cut me a little bit of slack on the, uh, the hourly, yeah. which is really cool. And uh, we talked for a few minutes. So I don't think Justin listens, but if he does, <laughs> hey, man. What's up? Thanks I think I, I feel like I've told the story about when I called the, the guy that I uh, I played football with with one year, like he was younger than me. I, I wasn't sure if he remembered me. Do you, did I, have I told this? Uh-uh. So I call him up as like for like a fundraising with my fundraising hat on, like finding out he's a vet out and like a, a big animal vet, you know, out in East Where's Texas. Where's my parade? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, not veteran vet vet. Right, veteran. right, veterinarian, veteran, animal veterinarian. Animal. veterinarian. Okay. Yeah. Where's my parade? And uh, <laughs> that's a joke for one, by the way, or two. I think uh, two of my friends now listen. That's for Colt and for uh, for Byron. I brought Byron. I brought Colt's for name up Brian. in front of a billionaire last week. I'll remind me to tell you about that. Um, and okay. so I call him up and say, "Hey, I don't know if you remember me or not. Um, I played. Uh, we played for one year." I, and he's like, "Oh, I remember you." And I was like, "Oh no." He's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. on my recruiting trip, we were walking through the uh, locker room, and when you when you met all the the recruits that were in that week, I was a junior or something. You lay down on the ground, flipped your legs up over your head, and made yourself fart about fifty times." And I was like, "All right, well, That's Mark Rogers." I was like, "Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll see you later." Like, there's no way he's, he's... <laughs> there's no way you can be professional fundraising, right. Mark, with right. this guy remembering. Oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're the guy that's a uh, complete weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other okay, one more thing about moving is that like if you have like when you're moving box like uh, books or something, which you have none, but like. When you, By the way, uh, I would like you to know that we have several boxes okay. full of books. Okay, good. So aren't those – Let the record reflect that okay. I'm also reading Tolstoy right now Ooh. and I am drowning in it. It's killing Okay. Me. I well, read 11 words a day before I fall asleep. Um, the Graveyard Book is great. Okay, so books and things that are the shape of a box – just are so nice to pack in the boxes. Then you get like the. I, it took me about fifteen seconds to pack yeah. the two bookcases full of kids. Yeah, books. I just literally just grabbed huge Dumped things in a box. the shelf and shoved them right in there. Then you have like lamps and the junk I love lamp. and the and the junk drawer and like the, the stuff. The junk drawer was really easy because I sifted through it and I was like, oh f this! So I'm just taking huge yeah. handfuls, just dumping them into a box. Well, I hate there's the but and there's for me, always it's the stuff like lamps and like kitchen like blenders. Just, yeah, that doesn't fit mixers. into a box. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Well, hey, we need to get. You know what? We're actually going to do. We're going to call Michelle live directly from now and just call it. So, go to the website simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to start periscoping more. I'm having lots of fun periscoping lately. I've got. I'm on periscope. Yes. Right now too. What is it? What's your name? I have no idea what to do, but I feel like a very old man. Well, what's what your, am I going to? Like you can periscope, like you know, workout tips. What's your Eddie <laughs> Pot? What am I going to? What's your like? username? R, uh, uh, what? yeah, it's R Bentley three zero three two. Okay, so no, see, you can just like say, hey, um, Rick is here answering questions, and you will have a blast because you will get some trolls on there that'll be like, why is your face so stupid? Or like Lonnie, by the way, I immediately realized yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I watched your one about like uh, your Coming. very weirdly worded. Concentric, concentric, eccentric, eccentric concentric. You kept saying, you, "You're no, you're like breaking on the wrong." Concentric, like, break. Concentric. Yes, but, you're, but you keep saying, 
like you're pushing the con with the tea together <laughs> and then making a break. You're using a very, well, very distasteful word that starts with a C that I use all the time that I'm not supposed when, to use ever. And that's what it sounded like you were saying. Brother. But I immediately I realized. Distancing. I was like, oh, I don't, this is Lonnie trolling him. This is Lonnie nonstop. I don't, use, his balls I don't use that word. I, uh, you did on that periscope. I want to go back and listen. And you'll be like, I mean. oh, my God. Mark, who's on it now? All right, so Periscope, and I'll put Rick's username in the show notes. Go to the store page. Uh, we st- we have some black T-shirts. If anyone wants black T-shirts, go. There will be a Donate Now button at the top of the show notes and on the store page if you want to give a little bit of money, if you think what we're doing is valuable to you and you want to give us five, ten, fifteen, one thousand dollars $1,000, I split it with Rick, and I will, get, and I will let you... Get a thank you email from Rick. How about that? <laughs> yeah. he, he I'm is. running, quickly running out of things. Uh, he is. Uh, <laughs> the last one, though, I thought was funny. Yeah, you are off your probation. So, uh, okay. So, we're going to call Michelle uh, right now, and we're going to talk to her about a bunch of stuff because we're calling her right now. Here we go. Let's see if this is going to okay. work. Add All right. to call. Oh, God. Flying by the seat of our pants here. Michelle? Hello? With one L. You would love Michelle's husband. He's like a boxer. Hi. Hey, there she is. Michelle, Hi. we did it. I did it. We're live. We're, we're recording. How about that? Yes. We're very we technological. Are. So we don't know. I think we've done this like one or two times where we've like live fed the person just directly in. That's kind of fun. So, Michelle, thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to let you sort of give your history and tell your story. So why don't we just start off with that. Who is Michelle Lane? And how did you get to where you are today? <laughs> okay. Well, currently, Michelle Lane is a mom of two beautiful kids. I have a teenager, almost 18, and a young daughter who's just turned 11. So they're not so little anymore. But um, I'm also a business person. We own two businesses with my husband and a trainer and just an uh, overall happy person. <laughs> Talk about your businesses. What do you do? Can you can okay. you tell us? If I go along. Okay. So... We do, uh, Prescott Logistics is a logistics company, which means trucking. Vague. We call things, right? <laughs> Generic, yeah. <laughs> we good? Do what? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can hear me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. You, you said it's a logistics company, and we, we were making a joke about how that just is very vague, and that it's just a very generic... I was going to tell you. I know, I know. So, I know. <laughs> we truck things from one end of the universe to the other. Um, it can be anything that we haul, but mainly we focus on uh, wholesale stone products, because that was kind huh. of the niche of our other big business, which I'll briefly go over in my history. Yeah. We had a business for 30 years um, where we were the ultimate like one-stop shop for stone, where we could distribute locally and all over the nation, and we had different quarries and things. And so, um, I smell something, Corey. Shut up, Mark. Sorry, that's an inside Mark joke. Mark is making a joke literally that two people will understand. <laughs> Sorry. The most inside of inside yeah. jokes. Sorry. Mark. Sorry. Be on your best behavior, Mark. I, no. I, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, we haul stone from uh, one end of the country to the other. We direct ship only. And we can do it in small or larger truck quantities, but we don't have a yard of our own anymore. We just locate it across country from order to doorway. So it's kind of really cool. Been growing. It's about a three-year-old company now, and it's uh, about tripled in size since wow. we started, mm. which is really fun. 
the thing that I really like is we also have a consulting company called Lane Consulting Company. And my husband and I put all of our knowledge with a couple other uh, friends and business partners in there who have different aspects of business that we can offer to customers to help them grow their businesses. So, well, you, you, and you also, you didn't mention this in your intro. You need a t shirt that says, or like a, a razor tank or something that says, My husband can beat up your husband. <laughs> because he, is like one of these guys. Like he's not necessarily like a very tall. How tall is he? Six feet. Six two, I think. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he is taller than I thought. But he's just like a. He's like big. this big, strong. He's got big hands, and he's I just get a room. So, he's so he's so sexy. Uh, no, um, but no, no. Sorry. Well, he's hey, just a strong guy, and yeah. it's so funny because I forget when people see him. They, I don't look. I look at him like, yes, he's strong, he's tall, but I've been with him for twenty five years almost. So yeah. it's like he's Scott, right? And people are like, your husband's huge, and his arms are as big as my legs, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and they have a full, like, Rick, when I say they have a home gym, he has, like, a leg press. I mean, like, it, it's <laughs> You're not, not kidding. It's no, it's an he's, actual he, home gym. Yeah, he's, it's not like a, a pull-up bar right. and, like, 120-pound dumbbell. Yeah, yeah. He's got, it's a full, like, they've got a two, I'm sorry, I'm like, her, their address is here. You look them up. <laughs> yeah, they've got Michelle at 123 Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I won't describe it, but it's like, he's got a big, like, he's got a speed bag and a big like punching body bag thing and like a leg press and a bench press and a big squat rack. It's like the cool, big dumbbell rack. And that would it's be awesome. a lot of places for me to store, like uh, for me to like put hanging clothes on right. and, not, and not work out yeah. with. Like at the treadmill, like I yeah. just lay stuff on top of that. That's what I would end up using with that yeah. because I'm lazy. Well, what's but. fun is we have all that in the garage and he has guys, friends come over three times a week for workout. So he does that. And then he also boxes down at the local gym standalone. So he has a passion for boxing. Like I have a passion for dancing. So we kind of have always been active, <laughs> but yeah. any day you'll hear music and see workouts coming out of there. You, you know, should, times a week or you so. should combine your passions and come up with some sort of a boxing dance routine, right? I think That's it's called Time. All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark 1999 called and they stole your idea. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm putting yeah. Tybo in the uh, in the by show the way, notes. I used to do Tybo with Mark's brother Brad. Really, we in college together. <laughs> what that was like yeah. a thing if you could not die, but you did that for Hold on, how do I not know this? Rick? I just remembered I would go not to Brad, I was a freshman and Brad was a sophomore, and I would go to Brad's dorm room and do uh Billy Blanks' Tybo. Oh, with Brad. my <laughs> lord. I cannot believe that. Well, okay, so so Michelle, tell us about your dancing background. Like what? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so actually, I started dancing when I was three. Wow. So I was hoping to find a picture. I'm going to send you a picture of it. Oh yeah, we can make it our thumbnail for the show. Oh my yeah. gosh, right? It's a little tutu, me and this huge happy face. It was like my first dance on stage, and it was just like this little spaghetti strap tied up outfit and then we had tap shoes on and the biggest smiley face to cover everything else and it was a tap routine i'm sure we baby shuffled and stepped the whole time (laughs) but anyway um i danced from then literally through high school i loved it it was like my place of peace i what kind of dance are you talking about like river dance tap jazz oh right right what i think that was it at the time (laughs) and later came modern (laughs) Um, weird yeah (laughs) yeah so I did that, and I, I remember going up to four and five days. That was my mom dropped me off, picked me up like three hours later, and then came home and did homework. You know, that was yeah. my that was my tribe, that was my crew over there. And, yeah. and I wanted to do something with it. And when I got to high school, I started to do musical theater. 
So that was like a natural progression. I did cheerleading for a couple of years and then I moved into theater and I really fell in love with that. So that was kind of like out of my comfort zone into some fun, different things. Yeah. Mm. Cheer- um, cheerleader. Talk more about that. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. Scott's going to kill me now for making, Yeah, I was going to say. Yes, talk more about that and then uh, have uh, your husband visit Mark in a dark alley. <laughs> So I you know, stayed active. I liked everything that involved dance. So cheer was naturally the next thing at school when you got into junior high and high school, um, you know, trying to try out for those teams and make it. That was my thing. And yeah. I really liked it. But So then you, you danced in college, right? I did. I yeah. went to, I decided what to do in college. All of a sudden I'm graduating and they tell you you have to go live a life now and figure out where you're going to college. And I was like, what? Um, okay, what can I do? Well, I like to dance. Can I do that? They're like, yes, you can. So I was on my way to doing that and realized I needed a few more units and had to spend two years home at junior college to finish that, which was fine because I got to do a couple other experiences, teaching and taking um, classes in a different town, Davis and Sacramento, which was really good for me at that point. Different teachers, different exposure. I was waiting for the clue on that one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exposure. Um, I never mind. Took it, worked my way to get to UC Irvine, and I went there. I basically applied two places. I didn't, um, I wasn't interested in going to UCLA at the time for myself just because I couldn't see myself in the downtown part of LA area where it's at. So I applied at Irvine and I applied at Santa Barbara, and I got into Irvine and I said, Awesome, that's where I'm going. I actually Sweet. got into both, I think, but I chose Irvine. Bragging and so I majored in dance with a teaching emphasis. Cool. So, yes, it continued on. Awesome. So tell us about like your health journey. So you're very active in dance and then you become a mom and all this other stuff. So kind of tell us about that, that journey. Okay. Um, so yeah, dance didn't come without a price, obviously. Um, you know, you're always in the mirror and then you're always being compared to people. So sadly, um, somewhere around teenagehood, 13, 14, I started to think that I was too fat. Or, you know, just being compared didn't look like others or I was shaped a little bit differently. And so I'm not even sure how it all started. I just remember like being a chunkier as a kid and kind of fighting that a little bit. And then being in dance, you're being compared more. And the older you got, the more you were being compared. And of course, then you're thinking about how you're looking and if you're attractive to the opposite sex and everything else, right? Were you ever weighed? I know Jen was in dance and they would like, in college, They she had like weigh-ins and if they weigh, gained like a pound that week, they were like punished. No, well, in my world, you just went out to auditions and they'd say, next. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so you either, I mean, if you dance, you never knew. Like if you danced and you were great, you never knew, hey, you did a good job, thanks. We're just looking for someone who looks different. So it really kind of came, then you didn't know. Later it just was like, was your technique good? Did your style fit? Was your hair going to, was your face going to mesh with everybody else? They don't want someone sticking out if you're in a chorus, right? Yeah. So just kind of all those things. And I just didn't realize the impact that was having over time. It was just my world, right? So I just yeah. strive to be a little bit better or do a little bit more, or see what else I can change. And so I eventually was told, you know, it's great. Just vegetables and brown rice is going to get you thin. And then you just keep working out and you'll be fine. So that was kind of the the thought back then in the eighties and early nineties, right? So less is more work out harder. So that's kind of the trap that I fell into, unfortunately. Um, well you say back in the eighties and nineties, well, that's still like, if you polled people today, that's still the conventional wisdom. That's still what people think. Oh, I got to lose weight. Well, you gotta, I got to tell someone, you know, my kids, how, how they need to lose weight because they're in dance. I ah, just, you know, starve yourself. You'll, you'll get yeah. there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's out there and it's it's not pretty yeah. for sure. Um, so by the time let's see, high school's there. Big change of time. My mom was sick. Um, kind of a new little caveat on there. She had multiple sclerosis, oh. and that kind of kicked in when I was around ten. By the time I was 12, it was hitting her pretty hard. She'd go in and out of remission. So she'd have episodes of losing control of her body on different sides or different areas, like her legs would go out or her arms or maybe one half of her face, different things. So by the time I was 12, I was uh, my brother and I were cleaning the house for her and doing all the extra chores and kind of helping, you know, and just dealing with that right. of life, realizing that that wasn't a curable disease and that they had no real solution for a good cure at that yeah. time, which I'm not even sure if they still do. I think they're getting a little bit better, but it's autoimmune. Right. So funny that like what I know now, if I had known that then I could have told her just with food choices, how much better that might've made her life, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge impact knowing that. But my mom was also very controlling. She had what was known as queen bee syndrome. <laughs> so what that is, they told us later, we lived with this for 15 years, right? They tell us later, oh, it's totally natural. A lot of patients sometimes get this, especially if it was in their personality before, where it's all about them. What works for them is all that's right and works in the world, right? So then if she wants something done a certain way, we had to do it that way, or it was just everything was in chaos. So kind of growing up with that, I found something she couldn't control. So needing to be thinner, wanting to dance better, she couldn't control what I put in my mouth yeah. as far as food. So <laughs> I starved myself and I got thinner so I could be this perfect, you know, 110 pounds I thought I needed to be for my 5'8 frame. Gosh. <laughs> was the goal. It was yeah. almost five more pounds, 10 more pounds. Yeah. So I guess in my head, I was thinking about it before we talked about this, you know, kind of thinking, where did that really come from? And I really think it was just something that was for me that she couldn't control and couldn't have a say in. And it drove her crazy, even though she was caring for me and I wasn't looking at it from the point that it's going to hurt you in the future. Right. It, that didn't mm -hmm. matter at that point. It's just... It what, didn't. Right. And so that was the big game. And then eventually, you know, um, to cut to the chase, a few years in... Obviously, I was losing weight, and obviously, it was very obvious, and where it wasn't as obvious to me anymore. And I was out in our pool, and my mom, I was sunbathing, and she goes, Oh my gosh! And she's screaming, and I'm like, What is going on? Right? She said, I was bent over, like kind of hugging my knees, and she could see my spine, and she was freaking out. So oh it was gosh. thin enough to be thin, obviously. I just remember being like 112, <laughs> and I laugh now, going, Wow, that was really bad. That was really thin. Yeah. So I went to the doctor, I was taken to a doctor, like, don't laugh when I said the jig was up, but the jig was up. You know, I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. I couldn't starve myself. I couldn't play all those games I was playing because I now had to report into a doctor and write down everything I was eating. And, you know, I didn't like that a lot. So I got myself out of that. I, I'm not I'm not sure exactly how. I didn't spend a lot of time there. I thought it was silly. I thought I can do this. I don't need to be at reporting in to eat. I need to eat and take care of myself. Really right? quickly, is is that what kind of like taking a look at these things written down on paper, is that – do you think that's what shook you out of kind of that pattern of like seeing it tangibly in front of you like, oh my god? yeah. You know, it, for sure, you you have to take a look at it in respect of okay, who are you hurting really? It's not your mom. You know now, now let's let's look at this. Now you're throwing up your food, you're starving, you won't eat anything, you have some issues. If an apple yeah. has 80 calories and you're thinking that's too many, you know we need to look at that a little bit. Yeah. So it helped. Um, talking to this doctor and going there, it did help. I, it got to where 
you know, I had to have my own plan and follow it. And that seemed a little monotonous to me where I figure I can do that on my own. So, and I don't remember, honestly, if sadly, I'm sorry about that, but I don't remember those little series of events that got me there, but I just remember I said I could do it and I won't starve myself again. So I did, you know, I didn't starve. I did. I got, I was lucky. I didn't continue on that path. A lot of people aren't as lucky. They have to be hospitalized and, yeah, I think it as a mindset, you know, like we talk about mindset all the time, mindset changes, making that choice. I chose for it to not be that pain. I chose for it to not be my mom worrying about it when it really affected her. It kind of bothered me. But at the same time, I, I wanted to do the right thing. I've always wanted to be a good student and do the right thing. So I switched it up, you know, and then off to college I went and then I realized it's my responsibility to make sure I take care of me. No one else's. Um, which didn't make it any easier still being in the dance world, (laughs) but I promised myself I wouldn't do that anymore. And I made the choice and I did it, you know? So there's a lot of things in between all that, but we have story to tell. Right. right. And so now, I mean, you, uh, outside of the businesses that you guys have, you are a trainer at, at JS strength and conditioning, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's training people and you're, you know, you're you're like up at the Josser tree, like she, you know, Rick, she's one of the coaches that's teaching the, you know, neutral spine and push press and squats and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And so I think I might be friends with you on Facebook, Michelle. We are friends. Okay. It's it's hard like uh, these orbits because I know we have a lot of the Jim Laird people in the Kentucky area and a lot of the Mm -hmm. Jossa people up north. So I'm trying to like uh, connect them. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yep. Yep. So um, to get to that point, I guess to jump ahead a little bit, you know, getting through high school and stuff, um, you know, life was good. I, I kept working out. I kept getting strong. I learned that lifting weights a little bit was okay, but we didn't extensively go into that with all the, the dancing and the practice and the rehearsals and everything that we had. So later in life, after I'd met Scott, which is a kind of cute story, I'll just tell you real quick. I was a waitress. My, de- my father had a truck stop. And I was a waitress and he was a truck driver at the time and I had come home from school. So it was that little cliche. (laughs) And I I didn't ever date anybody from the restaurant, but he really wanted to take me out. And my dad knew him and my brother's shaking his head. He was a cook and he's shaking his head behind the the cook area saying, heck no. And I had to get my stuff back from Irvine after I graduated. He said he'd take his big semi truck down there and load up my stuff and bring it back. And my brother's off, heck no, that's not happening. So my brother and I did it, but um, and got. Well, hold on. Could your brother beat up Scott? No. Okay. (laughs) That's a very definitive answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my dad knew Scott as a really hardworking guy. He'd been in there, you know. He had the trucking company. He had his uh, Moss Rock company going at the time, so he'd load up this Moss Rock onto a truck, a semi truck, by hand take that load down to the Bay Area, sell the load, bring it back, do it again every single day. Him and his partner would do this to get the trucking part of it going and the deliveries. So he was you know, not for wanting to be a, a healthy individual, <laughs> just trying to work and work hard. Right. So once he asked me out, he said it was okay to go, and we went. And so the truck driver and the waitress met, fell in love, got married, had kids. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick. We already mentioned Blake in the intro. He and his wife met at a uh, at Guitars and Cadillacs, hmm. which is a which is a kind of a rundown bar here in Abilene. So they have Very that. Much so, yeah. They have that. So, so yeah. So, well, I was going to ask you, uh, Michelle. So, how has how did your experience with dancing and and the the starvation and all that? Now you've got two daughters. How right. how has that affected your parenting? Uh, strategy with them. Okay, this is cool stuff. So, 
Once I became pregnant, of course, that was the scariest thing in the world, not because of the pregnancy, because I then had to gain weight. Right. So it was the realization back then that I still wasn't 100% better, but I was getting better, right? Right. And there was no way in the world I was going to starve or play any games while I had a baby in my tummy. I'm going to grow that kid as healthy as possible. So it was a learning experience for me to really learn that food was nourishment and that it's okay to eat (laughs) and that it's okay to be pregnant and look pregnant. And that it's going to be okay. Like you're healthy, you worked out, you worked out during pregnancy, you're going to get back into shape. So a lot of gut checking went on. (laughs) So getting through two kids. Pun intended. Gut checking. That's a a pun. Pun intended. Pun intended. Sorry. Um, So I wanted to make sure they had the best upbringing possible. And looking back now as, you know, they're much older than – looking forward in the future, I wanted to make sure that my issues didn't become their issues. Right. So, you know, we had healthy meals. Scott and I never really ate a lot of junk much anyway, but we made sure that we ate healthy meals and we made sure I was always walking. I walked forever. I, before I even lifted weights or knew that walking was good for you, that's what I did. I put the headphones on and went yeah. for miles and miles. And then they came with me in the jog walker. That jog walker went everywhere, right? So there wasn't a time, even for Sammy, she's my oldest, there wasn't a time that she didn't see us working out. And then, of course, we slowly pieced together our home gym out there every year. So that was always a part of our day. Well, and explain what your living room looks like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We have a a house has like a general room, like a a family room uh, from the kitchen. So that's where we all gather, maybe watch TV. Then there's that formal area that you can make into your formal dining room and your formal sitting area. And a couple years ago, my daughter comes up to me, my little one, and she says, Mom, we don't sit at that big dining room table anymore. Set eight people, right? And she's like, I go, you're right. She goes, can we sell it? Because if we sell it, I have all this priced out. My little one's in gymnastics, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah. she goes 12 hours a week right now on the team. So that's oh, her wow. thing. Like we live yeah. there. We've, she's loved the, the minute she hit the ground running with that, nothing else we looked back on, right? right. So Scott and I looked at each other. We're like, we really don't use it. And it made sense. Well, she brings out this paper that she's priced everything on eBay and Craigslist of what you can get and where and what companies were better and how it was priced down. And she's like nine years old at this time. And I'm like, this is crazy. But she wasn't wrong because we researched it too. And she had like three of the four items were the spot on what we should have been getting. So she'd actually been on the computer investigating what it was and figuring the value of the table. She'd asked us that once before. We were just like, "Uh, I guess we'd get about this much for it. And so she's pricing it out. Long story have her, short, have her come over and bounce my checkbook while you're at it. Right? Oh. I know. <laughs> she might have gotten my sense of numbers. I'm not sure. Oh. Um, she, so we did. We got rid of the table. We have a cheese mat, which I'm not going to be able to. Okay, two different mats thicknesses. It, Rick, it's a mat made out of cheese. And cheese. after you get done cheese. with gymnastics, well, it look like cheese. you can eat like it. Oh, and then we have a small bar where she can do her bar routines and stuff on. It's not super big, and it, it adjusts for the next few years with her height. So you walk in my door, you look left, and you have a gymnastics. Yeah. Rick area. Rick has a bar in his house. It's just it's only it's just it's just Canadian whiskey is all that's in his bar. So. I, I, like I want to say from all this, which gets used more. Yeah, you are. This is like an, like a shining example in like real life of how you teach your children. Like how to live a healthy life, how to live a balanced life, how to live an active life, how to have a healthy life. And, and it's, it's not, really amazing. And it's not something that you have to like formally sit down and teach. They're, you're no. teaching them. It's just 
it's their existence. Like with us, our, our other kids and like how we, what we do with our lights at night. Like that's just what they know. Like they don't know any different. And so, yeah. you know, hopefully yeah, and there's will... no like reprogramming right. like when they get to like, uh, you know, their teenage years or whatever. Like, <laughs> okay, well here's now we're going to start eating broccoli. Like this, yeah. is, this is what they've <laughs> okay, grown up under. And so there's a little of that. Cause okay. My, there are two different personalities. All the kids are right. right. Yeah. So my oldest was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I never felt like she was listening, getting it, cared, you know, any of that stuff. She'd kind of cook and it was cool or she'd eat what I cooked and she said it was good. You know, I had to learn how to cook too through all this. I learned paleo. I learned working out, all that stuff. And then learning how to cook, actually, that was my responsibility. Scott's been a great cook. He can throw stuff together um, and then cook things they'd eat, you know. so it Sounds like we, the perfect man with his big giant biceps. <laughs> He's the perfect man. Oh, talk slower. <laughs> he is so perfect. Sorry. <clears throat> Um, so she never seemed to like grab onto it. Cause I'm like, let's go walk. Let's go outside. Let's go do this. She's like, eh, whatever. She'd appease me. She wasn't thrilled about it. It wasn't hers. Yeah. Jenna would be with me no matter what. Like, she never let me go. She'd be with me all the time. Whatever you want to do, mom, let's collect yeah. leaves. Let's look at the bugs. Let's whatever. <laughs> right. Um, funny now. Sammy learned. She she listened all this time. We're yeah. doing weird things with food and we're taking this out and taking that out. Why are we taking all the dairy away and why are we taking all the gluten out? And, you know, she started figuring it out somewhere in junior high that she didn't feel good. And she didn't feel good when she ate pizza. And she wasn't sure if that was the gluten or the cheese. So she took both of them out. So on her own by high school, she's now eating better than I did. And I, I gave myself a treat here and there, but she wouldn't even break from it. She was like paleo, no sugar, no sodas, no junk, wow. eating food. Her friends were like, it's just what Sammy does. And, and you didn't like food. force that on her. That was no, her decision. But she listened right. all those years. Right. <laughs> well, see, that's what like that's the struggle that we have with our boys. They're almost eight and, and five. And you can't control really what they eat at school. There's always a reason to have a cupcake at school, like just right. all these yep. ridiculous sugary crap foods. And they go to a friend's house. You know, juice and stuff like that. But what we're trying to do is, hey, you know what? We talk a lot about what makes foods healthy. And when, I, you know, I cook three days a week when I'm home during the week for uh, off of work. And so, we, you know, it's all, you know, meats and vegetables and stuff like that. And we talk a lot about that with the idea that, hey, listen, when they're eight, nine, ten years old, they're going to want cookies. They're going to want candy. They're going to want fruit roll-ups, stuff like that. And I can't keep them from it. But like when they start being able to make their own choices at 14, 15, 16, 17 and beyond, hopefully some of this would have laid at least somewhat of a foundation. And yeah. they'll be yeah. like, oh, because I had – and I'm not bagging on my parents here. But like I had no foundation for mm-hmm, nutritional health at all whatsoever. It was a – when I got to college, it was eat food. And it was whatever food you Cheap want. Food. And I'm fat yeah. and I feel like garbage. But I never made any kind of connection. And it literally took until like my late 20s, early 30s to start being like, I need to start eating vegetables. And it was – I'm not kidding you. The first time I'd eaten vegetables in my life at a regular interval was like 26 years old. So I love what you're doing of just laying a foundation of, hey, at some point when they're ready to make – when they're ready to make the right choice, they'll know – what the right choice is to make. Yeah. Well, and Michelle, I've been, I spent some time around Rick and his kids, and he has this little thing that he does with them. He teaches them why, why the sigh, Rick? He he teaches them to say like if, he, if they see if they see another kid like eating pizza or something, he teaches them to say you're you're a fatty, you're a fat fatty. Oh. Yes, Mark, that's what I teach. <laughs> sure he does, idiot. <laughs> <sighs> 
Crazy. Oh, Why no. the sigh, Rick? Oh, because yeah. I know what's coming. It's a Martin right? joke. That was hilarious. I thought for sure we were going to have a cucumber-related yeah. humor <laughs> series there, though. You could right? hear, you could hear uh, the sigh very audibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Michelle. Funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's funny about the whole thing is like both my kids cook and Sammy's like a great chef. So Sammy's all tied in with artistry. So anything drawing or visual or video, like all that she's heading towards. Well, like she was, she took all the pictures at the Josser retreat. Yeah, like, yeah. We have, we have her on a project. We were trying to put together, um, her version of what might be like a commercial idea. See what she come up with. I, I did a little blurb for her. Uh, I'm excited. I'm not still seeing that by the way. Oh. I still need to see that. I'm sure it was really great. Yeah. If it, good it's gonna be sarcastic it's gonna have something yes, in there yes normal be. is not for you <laughs> right well hey michelle we're we're almost out of time i want to ask you one more question but before that like what is what does a typical day look like for you in all the in all the inputs of health like what, when do you wake up what does your movement look like what does your food look like on just a kind of an average day Okay. So currently I'm alt shifting. Yes. So if anybody knows of alt shifting, I've got my five days of five shift and my three days of three shift. And so we're eating vegetables, meats, fats, and some carbs. And we're throwing those in different orders. So we can look at that. You have a link on your website for that. Yes, I I do. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. So when I wake up, we usually wake up between 5.30 and 6.30 because we have to get the kids up and ready and out the door for school. One more than two because she does her own. Yeah. But we have uh, breakfast for them. Rick, so we can make you sure wait for that when they can just get themselves ready and drive themselves right. to school? <laughs> That's what you do right now with my other kids. Just say, wake up and just do your thing. I'll he's, wake up and He's eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, you know, we'll have our breakfast. Scott will be making breakfast. I'll make sure the kids are getting going or he'll, we'll both be you know, double teaming, making sure they're getting ready to go, getting lunches ready. Um, Sammy's out the door by seven ten, off to right. high school. She starts at seven forty five, and then Jenna leaves at seven forty five to get to school by eight. So that's the big shuffle in the morning, seven days, five days a week. And then um, I'll usually have some office work to do for one or two of the businesses for a couple hours and then depending on my schedule, I'll go over the JS and do a couple training sessions with people or teach some classes. Come back, do a little bit more office work, and then pick up the kids from school. And in between there, you know, if I can get my workout in at noon, I do. If um, if I have to wait till later, I at least make sure I'm getting up from my desk about every 20 minutes just to move my body because I don't want it to lock in that seated position like it used to be for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then at night, I usually take a really long walk or do some weights. Um, and we just stay active, you know. Yeah. We try to go on lots of hikes and. And you're yeah yeah. And then what is your like uh, end of day routine? Are you? I know we've talked about uh, you and I have talked about trying to eliminate some of the white and blue light. How's that going? Yeah, um, for me it's going great. Yeah. <laughs> but you have teenage daughters, yeah. <laughs> not quite there yet yeah. but they're starting to hear things now like what's this new thing on the iPhone that shuts your Which I was great. just yes. thinking of this yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it turns cool. the turns the colors it it, it uh, makes them a little bit more orangey yes so mommy's that's so crazy for walking around with her orange glasses on all the time yeah so if Apple thinks that, it's something cool then I guess it's something right it's something it's a start <laughs> Scott and I are starting you know I've got we used to have the TV on all the time Scott has tinnitus in his ear so it's rings constantly oh. so sometimes that TV kind of sounds that out for him but now I just can't sleep if it's on so yeah. we try to find that compromise the room's dark you know I have a sleeping mask I use awesome. And, Did you um, get one of my mindfolds? 
At What's the, that? Did you get a mindfold from the? I did. Oh, I good, did a mindfold, good, good. Yeah. and I, I have a couple of them. I toggle around with. Me too. Yes, I have two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just depend. Sometimes one bugs me to death, and one's soft and doesn't bother me. But so I've gotten the room dark for myself that way because we have a lot of light that comes in. Yeah. The kids. I, I impress upon them. They're older, so it's harder. Right. You know, they'll fall asleep wherever. Um, Jenna, we limit her time before bedtime on her, you know, iPod or whatnot. And um, Sammy runs 24 seven. So she does the best she can, but she at least gets her eight hours of sleep most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> She's good. a teenager right now. So that doesn't always happen, right. but I impress upon that the sleep needs to be important. You know, we have dinner usually around six 30 or seven, uh, seven 38, depending on when they're running. Sometimes Jenna's not home till seven 45 after practice. Wow. And then it's bed, bath time. Yeah. It's, it's a long day. Oh, what so a day. Yeah. Long days. Sammy when cheer season was going, she's graduating this year, but cheer will go to about 10 at night every night. So, I mean, it's just constant, yeah. right? So we're trying to have a little family time. We make sure we eat in the breakfast tomorrow in the morning together, get them off with good protein start, protein and fats. Uh, they pack their lunches. We have, you know, gluten-free bread for Jenna, and then we'll put different things in her lunch that are either protein or fruits or vegetables. Sammy does her own thing, and she knows what she needs to eat now, you know. Fruit snacks and uh – uh, what are the what are the like, juice drinks where you put ocean spray things like that? No, yeah, we don't do yeah. that. Oh, no right. Candy. We don't have any junk in our house. And then her friends know. Her friends will bring contraband in their trunk when my teenage friends come over <laughs> because they know our house has the healthy food. But yet they like that too. But they have to actually bring their stuff in or they're, plan for it. They're torn between like okay, they have this awesome uh-huh. fun stuff in their house. But there's, nothing, there's to eat. nothing to eat. Yeah. We got to go outside and eat eat, uh, eat our fruit by the foot in the bushes. <laughs> fruit by the foot. So, oh my um, god. So my kids go wherever they go. They do their own thing. I don't worry about it. They figure out what works for them, you know. Um, but that's our day. They're long, you know. We own businesses and we make time and we go to the park. Right now we're going to the park before sunset because we just yeah. want to be outside. And I'll take walks with the dog and then Jenna will be playing on a rip stick or coming with me and Scott has these little drones he's flying now so he likes his time out there to kind of see how to get those working and so you know I tell you what what I like from hearing about all this number one is like what I have to prepare for in the future when my kids get older but at the same time uh you are way busier than like I hear you know everybody's busy modern society we got work we got school we got yada yada you're exceptionally busy your family is exceptionally busy but you've still figured out a way right that's to carve the key. out the effort for this for, for to to live a healthy life, and that's that's my excuse a lot of times. It's a lot of people's excuses. I don't have yeah. time. We got to get a pizza because we don't have time. Yeah. Well, we just got to get frozen, whatever, because we don't have time. No, you do have time. Yeah. And in the scope of where things need to fit in, priority wise, you have put healthy living a pretty high priority. It's important no, it's enough been- to to mark out uh, uh, to carve out time. An effort to do those things. It's a priority for sure. I mean, it's always been a priority for Scott and I. There's never been a time I never carved out workout time for myself. I, yeah. I'm a busy mom. I, I don't make that excuse. I just that's the one thing. I mean, I, I started my blog because I wanted to make sure that people know that it's okay to be yourself and it's okay to believe in yourself because you can get through anything, which we didn't get yeah. a chance to tap on, but we've had a lot of like like really low moments in life where it was all seemed to be around 2008, 2009, and we had to crawl out of that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And you had to like get up every morning and tie your shoes because you got kids to feed and you got to figure out your new businesses and your new life and what you're going to be and when you grow up. And, and, you know, I pushed forward and did that. And I found that I love this health field. I love working out and helping others and doing that. I just didn't have a venue to do that with. And so talk, tell us about your blog. Where can people find it? What's, what's, they can find it at inner strength, 
innerstrengthandbeauty.com. And, I've and I'm on um, Instagram as innerstrengthbeauty. Oh, hashtag, or what is it? Was it ampersand? At, at innerstrengthbeauty. Thank you, innerstrengthbeauty. And then on Facebook at innerstrengthandbeauty.com as awesome. well. But I'm just starting to launch it and we're getting out there. And I just, I want to take this journey and, and kind of just help that positive mindset and that thing you're just talking about, healthy living. It's not something you have to make. You can have it be a part of your life and right. just the yeah. journey along the way and what's that What's that like? You know, I'm in my 40s now and I'm having all kinds and of that, journeys. That's what I love so much about your story too is that this is a journey for you that's been 20 plus years in the making. Yeah. People like me, I tend to be like, oh, I've lost 10 pounds. I've been eating right for three days. Like this is not, right. we're playing long game here. This is not a quick, a, a get skinny, quick scheme. This is not a get super strong, quick yeah. scheme. This is a, you're looking at an overall I'm like, I'm plan looking at 20 years life. down the road and I can tell yeah. you here's what's going to happen. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be stuff that's going to throw a kinker in there and you got to just keep going, you know? Absolutely. All right, yeah. Michelle, we are out of time. I'm going to ask you the final question. And this is something we ask everybody that comes on the show for the first time. It is. What is one thing, <laughs> fanfare, what is one thing you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? And it can be something that we hadn't even touched on. Friends. Mm. I, I spend a lot of time, you know, dancing by myself within a group, but no real close connections. And we're busy. We're business owners. So when you can find friends that have like-mindedness, um, it's a gift. She's you know, talking about I, me, Rick, by the way. <clears throat> yeah. You and Rick, yes. You know, I've been fortunate enough to cross paths um, with Sarah. My Sarah Vergoso is my best friend, yep. you know, and we have families we're growing together. And it's so normal to get together and work out and walk and eat and hike and just celebrate food and celebrate friendships. You don't and have be to together. force yourself to do any of that. It just, y'all, that's you just have what no you idea do. how huge that is. That's yeah. just so, you don't explain yourself. You're not, it's like Jossa Town, right? We talked right. about Jossa Retreat. <laughs> yeah. We built this model so we can share that with others, yep. you know, at the same time. So I think just keeping people in your life and making sure those people are adding to your life, added value, not taking away from negativeness. Awesome. That was great. This has been awesome, Michelle. I knew this was going to be awesome. I know I know you were a little nervous, but you had – You, you should, killed it. This was awesome. I know. This is well, great. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I can, like sit and talk with you forever. Yes. I'm not awesome. I am not awesome at all. But, but you, you didn't are guess awesome. my birthday. I am. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay. We each get two guesses. Yes, I okay. already guessed it once, Rick. So I'm going to give you that. You gave somebody else's date, and it was my birthday. <gasps> now that's going to. Oh trip crap! Me. Okay, September 9th. And you did it. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, you almost had to believe that. I can't believe it. Wait. I, okay. I swear to God, I did not just look you up on Facebook. I did not do that to get your birthday. That's incredible. <laughs> no, wait. I win. It worked. This is the most successful bit we've ever run on the show ever. And I'm doing it with your hand and it's like two people. It was on the second one. <laughs> well, I just want to say September 9th. I had to give it away. Sorry. Well, hey, hold on. Well, can I, can I, I did it last time with your last recording. So hey, I was just like, can I, that's uh, hilarious. can I, uh, confess something? What? I can't, Rick. I cannot believe you just did that because Neither I. Can I well, listen. Man, I know so Michelle's cool. birthday. Michelle is on. She is. You know, Rick. I have my my handwritten birthday calendar. Yes. And Michelle is on that list, and so I know her birthday. And so I, I was. Mark's list. So I was going to say September nine. I was going to cheat and say it, and you got it. That's real. I, I promise you. There's the no, bomb. <laughs> no <laughs> chicanery on anyone's part here. I cannot it, believe that I actually. You got are awesome. I need to. 
Yep, kismet. Well, That's what I'm saying. What makes it even crazier is that I was fully prepared to cheat and win. To do a bit. <laughs> yeah. And you, you And you won. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sitting here like waiting to say September 9th. I cannot believe You're you said like, that. I want to get this. Golly. Oh, yeah, there's an Amber that, Alert. I'm sorry. Amber okay. Alert. Leander, Texas. Well, when they hear this, it's going to be like a week later. Well, sorry. That's um, really funny. Yeah. Okay. I can't well, leave all of this. Michelle, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. That's so much fun. It's been great talking to you. You're listening to the Simply Human podcast. Thank you, Michelle. That was greatness. And like, we, that really was yeah. like a very awesome interview. And we talked afterwards. Like she said, you know, this is the kind of the first time she talked about some of her eating disorder, you know, disordered behavior from earlier. And I just thanked her for, you know, it, it helps people when you can, you know, tell them your struggles yeah. and when you can be vulnerable. So thank you again, Michelle, for, for, for talking about that on here. It, it makes a lot of difference. Right. And we'll have her back on probably sometime this summer, early fall. Cause Absolutely. Like, we're we need to have her on so again. like booked right now. So <laughs> awesome. Okay. So now, uh, I was so uh, happy about Christina's <laughs> lactating breast story and how well that went, and you didn't get to be on it. So I wanted to schedule her so you could talk to her, and we, she did not disappoint. It was great. Uh, she we, was awesome. We went. We go a little long. It's about fifteen minutes. Uh, but it's I, there was never like a moment where I was thinking, okay, we need to wrap this up. This is kind of yeah. this is needing to end. Like no. it was just it was just kept going, and it was. We greatness. need to come up with our own hashtag. Which is I love fart. <laughs> yes, from her last one or FBGM. <laughs> yeah. Here's Christina. Christina is joining us again. We- and if you if you uh, forgot. She's the one who love fart. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make a meme. It just uh, just says I love fart. Uh, we need a T-shirt picture. that says I love fart. <laughs> <laughs> I have that as a bumper sticker on my car. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! People would be like, well, "There's got to be some sort of a, like a meaning to that." Surely it just doesn't mean I I that guy that guy loves farts. Surely like there's something. I should make else. that my license plate. I L V F R T. Yeah. Six uh-huh. nine. Yeah. Okay, so we we well, I really enjoyed talking to you last time. Rick was like, uh, I don't know, like chasing after burglars or something. Yeah, that's what happens in the middle of the day. Work calls me. It's like, hey, can you drive forty miles in to do some police work? And I'm like, sure thing. <laughs> you just start. You just run out of your house to chase burglars through your neighborhood. <laughs> no, let me tell you. Once that clock gets punched, <laughs> I'm citizen Rick at that point. Yeah, no, when the when the hey, little, look at that crime's happening. When, <laughs> when the horn blows, like the Simpsons and the nuclear power plant, you like rouse from your nap and then. Really the Simpsons. It's more like uh, the Flintstones. I, yeah. I used to say that. Well, time to slide down the old dinosaur's tail <laughs> until I started working with a bunch of like 22-year-old kids who are like, Didn't get what's it. the Flintstones? Oh, oh God. Okay, so they should be fired. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> um, okay, Christina, you gave us a couple of options. One I wanted to save, and it involved a fart, since you love <laughs> fart. Um, and then the other one, it was just kind of the topic of embarrassing things that kids say. So le- that's what I wanted to go with. Perfect. Well, I can start funny. I can actually segue into what my kids, um, you know, beautifully have done on a categorized poop and pee statements. Oh, good. <laughs> and so, of course, I have a three-year-old, and you can imagine that the the toilet training, you know, goes well some days and doesn't others. Other days they poop in their pants. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And so she comes out She's and she looks at me. She's like, Mama, there is poop in my underwear. Oh, gosh. I go, okay. And then she looks at me and goes, hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to wipe. (laughs) Your impression of your kids sounds like Rick's impression of his kids. He's like, mama. I I do have very distinct voices. Well, my my older one, who is seven, almost eight, like doesn't – like the wiping thing, he's like, oh, all right. Turds away, and I'm done. I'm like, no, 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 you're not done. Wipe. You have to wipe. Or they call you. When do they stop calling you in? My daughter is 13, and she's still (laughs) calling me in. No, God. She's not 13. She's six. I was just kidding. (laughs) But, like, when does that stop? I'm like, can you wipe yourself for once? Like, when does... But when does it become automatic? Because I have two daughters, and wiping really is, if they feel like it, yeah. I'm not quite well, sure if they really want to. It's like me with flossing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. floss most of the time. But only if something's in your teeth will you floss. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm in a really big hurry. I don't have time to do the, you know, yeah. I don't have 90 seconds to floss. Yeah. But like, yeah, you would think that's a very core step. Well, the other it's a very just core kinda... step. And then she runs around and she's like, I smell, we call it BM in our house for bowel movement. Yeah. <laughs> very, very LA. Yeah. She's like, I smell, I smell BM. I smell BM. And I'm like, I do too. And I know it's not me because I know how to use the toilet. And so I'm like, come here. And it's just, I mean, I want to be like, did you wipe? And she's like, no, not if you like it. I'm like, that's why you stink. You're like, I smell BM. And you're like, you're like checking your, your armpits. Like, did I my armpits? (laughs) Where I work, there's a, I drive past a place uh, all the time. And there's a sign outside. It's called B&M Tax Services. And oh, no. I've wanted to take that picture 10,000 times to send it to Mark. I just keep forgetting to. Uh, yeah, I can't handle I can't handle that. And it's this is the same kid. So I, you know, we, I, we're talking and she goes, we don't pee in our underwear. That, and I'm like, that's correct, honey. We do not pee in our underwear. Yeah. And she looks at me, tilts her head and goes, mm, what? Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> So, see, one one of the things that Rick doesn't have to deal with is this whole uh, girls wiping thing, Rick. Yeah, thank because God. you have there's a whole separate rule sheet okay. on okay. the teaching the girls how to do the front to back and you do all this. There's a whole. Uh, it's it just seems horrible. so much more natural. It seems so much more natural to go back to front. I don't know why you would go otherwise. Like you get more leverage going that way, pulling than you do pushing. Yeah, I've always see well. Well, but you, but you, Mark, you got it early on when they're babies because, right. I mean, like, I've only had daughters. So when someone handed me their son to change, I freaked out. I didn't even know what to do because there was, like, poop on all the balls and everything. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? I don't <laughs> even so understand. so much easier. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about crevices where my husband was like, oh, my God, what yeah. is this? Right. See, I want to, like, uh, take a moment to be angry at humanity because – when we had our first child, we took the child rearing classes and we'd had friends that had kids and yada, yada. Oh, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Well, the first time he had one of those like what we called rocket craps mm. where like he Talk craps slower. with such velocity, it goes off like the concavity of the diaper and uh-huh. straight up the back Ooh, to the neck. Talk we thought slower. there was like a legitimate medical emergency and we found out there isn't. And I wanted to like find everyone that I'd met and be like, hey, where's the heads up on that one, pal? Like uh, that there was going to be you know, basically trying to squeeze uh, – 10 pounds of crap into a five pound bag. Like oh. I didn't know that that's that. I thought that was like a, Oh my God, there's something wrong with him. Oh, Rick, 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 yeah. Rick. We 
I, with our oldest, our oldest is five. When she turned one, we were doing a cross country trip from LA to um, Philadelphia. Mm. And it was one of these fly Friday out and come back Sunday because of our work schedule. So it was already sucked in general that we were going to be mostly on the plane and not on the East Co- and have East coast and all this stuff. Yeah. I get a horrible sinus infection. So as we're like flying, I feel like my head's going to explode. And we are just feeding this kid on the flight because we don't want her to cry. And we got upgraded to um, the business class. Ooh, so we sit down and montage. all the business people are looking at us like, Oh, geez, here, here you. comes this, you know, like, <laughs> this people with a baby. Right. And so, and of course, like she's all cute and smiling. So they're like, Oh, you know, we'll hold her during the flight if you want. I'm like, Oh, great. Thank you. Then she projectile vomits on my husband. Oh, and we only packed enough because we were rookie parents at the time. We only packed enough for that weekend. So I'm trying to wipe him off with the only shirt that he has on oh, the no. plane. And then she proceeds to blow out three diapers in a row. I have one diaper oh, left. It's like the Wick, on, Greg Wiggins story. Oh, my gosh. On the landing, she blew out the last diaper all over my husband's oh, jeans, which are the geez. only jeans he had. I had to rush off the – and everyone in business class is now, like, glaring at – they don't want anything to do with us. I rush off the plane to change her in Newark, and I have to put her in my tank top and wrap one of my, like, <laughs> other shirts around as a diaper. <laughs> and we have to find a laundromat in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at, like, midnight because hey, everything is covered. Golly. You know, what well, that you know, we should really come up with an airline that's, like – uh, the baby airline with children yes. only yes. because man i've we've only done it a couple of times we flew to dc once when our oldest one when he was probably still like two or three he was bragging pretty montage. little and uh bragging montage and uh <laughs> everyone on the plane when you get on with the kid just gives you the look like huh great like it's yeah. their own private freaking airline <laughs> yeah. over here like huh i gotta share this two-hour flight with this person because i want to book the cheapest fare on southwest <laughs> no like if you don't, if you want like a kid free, like first class, if you well, and also feel like Southwest it. is that. I'm like, if you're on Southwest, you're yeah. on the kiddie airplane. Like, just deal with it. Yeah, exactly, precisely. <laughs> so a kid, an airline where you have to have it's. Hey, this is uh, either for parents of kids or people, regular people who aren't going to look uh, disapprovingly <laughs> at them, and also free alcohol. <laughs> lots and lots and lots. Yes. Oh free, man, free, that would the be free great. booze they're ever booze. So, um, yes. That's what I mean. We looked back and we were like, we should have bought everyone around us alcohol, but mm. we were so like just oblivious. Just... Yeah, you're so worried about yourself and the baby and all that. Well, also when you have a baby, you just trudge around going like, oh, my life, my sucks. life sucks so bad, <laughs> and so your brain doesn't work right, and you're just like, it's like a. The baby should be like a, just a ball chained around your ankle that you're dragging everywhere, like an 1800s prisoner on a farm. It's in one of like a, it's in like a protective bubble, but you're still having to just drag it <laughs> with a chain. And it's just crap is falling in. <laughs> so, yeah, because you also get used to the smell of like to me it was old curdled cheese because I was yeah. nursing and my kids were happy spitters, even though I think that is just a ridiculous statement because it still sucks. Yeah, and they're spitting up all over you. And I just, so I just got used to that smell. And so I never real. I'm like, oh, did I smell for the first like year of this kid's yeah, life? Like yogurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I have, uh, yogurt, I have <laughs> yogurt out of the yogurt out of the uh, <laughs> landfill. <laughs> Gross. It's all hot. So I have, I have a something funny that our daughter said to my wife one time in public. Um, and this was Rick, this was a week before the event that put her in the hospital for like 90 days. 
yes. um, which we all remember that. So it was related to that issue. She had a it's called placenta previa. It's where you have you're at higher risk for like a, a bleed um, where your placenta is like in the wrong place and all this. So she has this minor episode. That, I mean, it was minor, major enough that where we had to go up to like the hospital and they had to check him out, check her out. And our doctor was like, "Hey, you're good. Uh, we're gonna just keep monitoring this. This is gonna happen with your previa from time to time. No worries. Just you know." So we, <laughs> so we went to like get donuts or something. It was a sunny morning. It kind of had all freaked us all out. So it's the two girls. Me and my wife, who's about you know twenty weeks pregnant, and we're at the donut store. And you know AM Donuts, Rick. Do you remember AM Donuts? I do remember AM Donuts. Yeah, so it's jam packed. It's a Sunday morning. There's people in there, and I am across the donut store getting like napkins or something. And I hear our at the time like three year old like from across the crowded donut shop, and they call their privates their JJ. <laughs> oh my okay? God, what is the matter it's with a th- you? I don't know. They called. They called. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, so I, open up that Pandora's yeah, box. I hear the three-year-old say, "Mom, is your JJ still bleeding?" <laughs> like, and I, and I and I just kind of drop the napkins and just sort of slowly turn, like in horror, to like look over at Jen's, like at her hands, like in her in her in her face, in her hands. You know, she's like, "No, it's it's fine. Yes, everything's fine now." <laughs> Like, ah, oh, geez, that was probably the worst, like, thing they've ever said, like, where people could hear them. Do you know what, Mark? Um, so our our oldest um, found a place in her body that tickled and felt really good oh, at no. age <laughs> three. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, and... My in-laws are in ta- were in town, and they're very, very, very right conservative. Yes. And I we're don't know sitting Steve, our, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and we're, we're sitting in our and, – and actually, funny enough, they're from Texas, so we're in L.A., and they hate coming to L.A. I mean, because, you know, this is – you know. That's the most Texas thing ever. Like, I don't want to go out to L.A. California. <laughs> Bunch of the, vegans. Yeah, crazy Bunch of vegans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the salads I make, they say, is um, the weeds from the side of the road. <laughs> Jeez. So we're sitting there and she's watching Winnie the Pooh and I'm in the kitchen making and all of a sudden I hear her sitting next to my mother-in-law going, see if you, if you rub the couch like this (laughs) and and she's on the, on the couch facing down and her, she's bright red. It's it's funny that that Winnie the Pooh is funny. I'm like, oh yeah, Winnie the Pooh is hysterical. And I'm like, I'm like, hi, honey, come, come, come into the kitchen and help me. And I explained to her, like, there are things we don't do. Oh, just Your mother-in-law's like, look, look, she thinks masturbation is a joke. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Uh, she's, like, she's like, look, if you straddle the speaker and turn the bass up. <laughs> I was just thinking of a Howard Stern reference. I was just, in my mind, just starting to process that. Now, like, my kids haven't ever said anything super crazy, embarrassing like that in public. My oldest, uh, he's very high functioning. He's extremely perceptive of things and kind of doesn't sometimes know when it's appropriate to say something and when it's not. But he'll make these observations. And the best one I can think of is we had him in school and we're like walking out of school and there's, we have a you know, very broad, uh, diverse neighborhood. And we're walking. He's like, to. hey, dad. Look at that black guy over there. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, hang on, hang on. It is important to notice the differences, but let's not uh, those are good te- Yeah, those are good teaching moments. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rick, do you know what? My, my five-year-old, we have a, um, an, an uncle that's on the larger side, mm. and he walked in, and she went up to him and just said, hey, 
why is your tummy so, so big? So much bigger than mama and papa's tummy. And it's just tummy. an observation. They don't mean anything right. by it. Yeah. No, it's just they their... don't. She's just like, and he was great. He's like, I just like to eat. <laughs> He's like, because I hate myself. <laughs> I but I like, you freeze and you realize like, oh, if I just roll with it and don't make it awkward, it'll yeah. be okay. But right. I mean, I just wanted to shrivel up and die. Yeah. <laughs> well, before he went like uh like uh, completely well, I guess it wasn't before he went crazy. It was after uh, everyone found out he went crazy. I used to like that Bill Cosby show, uh, Kids Say the Darndest oh, yeah, Things. Yeah. It turns out Bill Cosby says the darndest things, yeah. too. And does, and does the darndest things. And does things. the darndest things. Yep, that's the darndest thing. <laughs> I know, and I love the Cosby show, and now I can't watch it because yes. it's so gross. Me and Mark's wife both have an encyclopedic knowledge, yes. like literally an encyclopedic knowledge of the Cosby show, and this is uh, this is definitely not the worst thing uh, the the worst thing that's happened from the Cosby fallout. Uh, but this is probably like yeah. in the top ten. Yeah, well, that on, I can't make Cosby show references on anymore. his like uh, grand jury indictment. It just says Bill Cosby did the darndest stuff. <laughs> like that's all it says. <laughs> distancing, distancing from that. Yeah. Okay. No, but I, mean, I love like when they put Theo in the real world, and I I love Claire Huxtable and the Chuck yeah. Wagon. Um, she yep. was in Creed. She was in Creed. Theo Theo was in American Horror Story, uh, the the uh, Freak Show. He's season. also Al Cowlings in the uh, the OJ TV show. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he is. He which is. is and he did a really such good job. A, which I just I watched that and I feel it's very dramatic. It's very over the top. <laughs> I haven't watched it. I'm too busy watching you the Americans. Haven't watched it. I'm watching the Americans, Rick, and eleven twenty two and eleven twenty two sixty three and House of Cards. I'm very busy. The Americans hmm. is amazing. I know. I know. It's. So I awesome. wouldn't go amazing, but it's <gasps> very good. Rick. Uh, I totally disagree Rick, with you, Rick. One hundred percent. No, I'm with Christina it's, on this one. It's definitely on the must watch. It's. I have it in the category with Vikings. Like, hey, I gotta watch the mm, show. I don't like. But Vikings. it's not like a Better Call Saul and OJ. I have to watch that night. Like, I can't well, let a day pass. Well, we are running long. That's. Uh, so, I don't Christina, think she said that at all. She, <laughs> yeah, not when, with, did, when not, did she say that? Not with me. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Prove it. Okay, uh, Christina, this is great. We're going to have you back on, but this has been embarrassing kids talk with Christina. And Cosby show talk. <laughs> Distancing. And roofie talk. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. She has another story because she loves fart that we will have on here in the next few weeks. So. I love fart. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, it is now time. For the Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And it is it revolves around the whole idea. We talked to Michelle about this a little bit. The cutting out the white and blue light at night. We've talked about that. Well, guess what, everybody? We, we mentioned this. There was an article in, I don't know, NH Voice. Is that New Hampshire? I, I don't know what NH stands for. Well, you've done a lot of research, so great, yeah. great start. So, You're doing great. It's, You're doing great. It, the the uh, headline is, Apple introduces night shift feature, which will change screens, color during night. So in yeah, iOS... we referenced this uh, to yeah, Michelle. Right, right. So in the iOS 9.3, the color temperature of the display shifts from blue, spectru- blue spectrum of light to warmer tones to improve, improve sleep quality. This isn't some like, oh, this. there's some other reason. Like this is primarily... For sleep, like many, they call it night shift. Yeah, so many research papers have blamed the light emitted from mobile devices as a major hindrance in sound sleep. The use of mobile phone or other gadget before sleep impacts sleep quality. Da da da. So Apple is like, okay, 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 guys, we get it. We this will be super easy. We'll just yeah. cut. We'll give this. An, you don't have to do it. It's just an option. And I think it's brilliant. 
And I, you know what else? This validates some of like the crazy stuff that we've been talking about for however long we've known the show and the few years before that. This validates that. A major company, Apple, is saying, hey, we think there's some scientific validity to it. So yeah. people see – I talk to people about orange glasses and you, anytime anyone talks to you after 4 p.m., you're wearing your orange glasses and people make fun of us. Nope. This is real. This is legitimate. One of the largest corporations on planet Earth is yep. saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's th- and and has and their footprint touches more people on the globe than any five hundred like Coca Cola." The new feature uh, is available to around five hundred million devices. That's insane. Yeah. Five. So Apple's making this change to say five hundred million people can have uh, this positive impact. It's incredible. Yeah. So I, I'm all for it. And it's, it's funny great. as I'm reading through this, I, I'm actually I'm actually mentioned in this article. Uh, listen, you're not. I, yeah, it's, it's, I mentioned as a medical expert. Listen, the best way to have a good night's sleep is to turn off screens two hours before you go to bed. Medical experts have even suggested people facing sleep issues to use warmer lighting throughout the house during the late evening hours. So, huh, that's how cool. I didn't even realize that they, they referenced me. Yeah, though, though they referenced you later when they said, and Mark Rogers is a total idiot <laughs> that's a later that's the last sentence it might have got cut off in the editing it did yeah um, uh, but like I, I can't man i'm amazed when i see stuff like this and i see like i post on the facebook today so today it's like march 28th so it's a couple weeks old by the time you hear this but like some article on the daily beast about like hey yeah. here's a guy that says eating fat doesn't make you fat and time magazine saying we're wrong about butter like it's not me wanting to be, prance around saying haha i told you so it's me saying like okay all the stuff that we have kind of been going out on a limb with a little bit feels like we're going out on a limb with flying in the face of mainstream uh, knowledge. No, we're we're being validated by it, so it's really, really, really awesome. Yeah, I'm um, very happy about this. Yeah, and and uh, like now you have like no excuse, especially like with your with your Apple devices. Um, and one other thing that I've I've got this week that I don't think I had when we recorded last. They're called so. There's two different things. The Illumi smart bulbs were on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I got the Lightify, which is like a Sylvania. Uh, yeah. company and it's you plug in this little thing and and we just use it for like the nighttime like routine you know you plug in this little square box and it's like a little wi-fi emitter and you we, i've got six light bulbs and i've got one but next to my bed i've put one in the girls room i've got one in the kitchen and one in the living room and you can you download the free app and at night i put them all the way dim and all the way to like the warmest like orange so it looks like your house is on fire. Well, no, but it, like, it, it always does. Like it looks like a. That actually, the the bulbs we had were a little more red, so it looked like a whorehouse is what it looked like. <laughs> so, so, people, I, I would get I would get these like these drifters, these drifters like knocking on the door, like how much for a poke? And I'd be like, uh, sorry, this is not uh, this is. <laughs> This is, what, this is not Lonesome Dove, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm struggling to get in enough air right now. Yeah. So, so they're great. So, and it's actually a little less red and dimmer and a little more warm, a little orange, more orange, like like a very light orange, and their greatness. So, you know so what, what is it called again? I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's oh, the okay. Osram Lightify, and then the other like, – I got the there and the Illumi smart bulb. I didn't do the Illumi because the Osrams seem to be uh, a, a little uh, less expensive. So uh, I, that's why I went with the Lightify. So that's the tip okay. of the week. Try Lightify, to Lightify. I got it. And I put I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, so tip try because we're not wrong and we're not stupid. So ha ha ha. <laughs> that's exactly what. Put it on is. your orange glasses. 
Awesome. Okay, so coming up next time on the Simply Human podcast, we have a blogger and a coach. Uh, her name is Jenny, and I'm not. We're gonna have to ask her how to pronounce her last name. It's kind of like Tamez. She's been mis saying it possibly for like the last three shows. Well, it's it's just Jasem, just Jasuami, Jasaum. I I don't know. She's oh, you are wrong on yeah, all. Yeah, she's gonna kill me. Jenny Labal is coming up. We've got Dan Dan John is coming up. Fake name. Kelly Starrett is going to be on the show. Evan Brand, Brian McKenzie of CrossFit Endurance, his Olympian wife, Erin McKenzie. Uh, it's going to be we, we we've got a lot of uh, Kate Galliette is going to come back on uh, towards the end of May. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Go to the website simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Go to the store page, see everything that we like. I like the Primal Professional shoes. Um, the uh, the Result Cults book is on there. The Alt Shift book is on there. If you have any questions, email us at, email us at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. There is a donate now PayPal button on the uh, store page. If you think what we're doing is valuable, we've given you 120 episodes of free content. If any of that is something that you think uh, has any sort of monetary value, which it probably doesn't, but if you think it does, <laughs> uh, leave us 5, 10, 15, 5 million dollars, anything, uh, it will be greatly appreciated and you will get an inappropriate uh, thank you email from Rick. Uh, I wonder if that's like scaring anyone off, like if they're not doing it just so they won't have to like get your inappropriate email. Hmm. Me talking and then pausing and waiting for you, like the silence that happens like once a show. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite parts of the show. All right, I'm glad I can. Uh, I'm glad I can apply. So that's gonna do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast. And remember, Mama, there is poop in my underwear. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.